Hello and welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your home on the Culture Slate Network for in-depth commentary on lore, the High Republic, and the whole canon of the galaxy far, far away. I'm Joel. I'm Joel, and joining me across the continent is my buddy Matthew. Matthew. Hi, Joel. I'm doing great. Uh, actually, I'm feeling a little under the weather, but excited oh, to get into a little bit of news and you know the celebration of celebrations and celebrating. Lots we'll of tell stuff. your body so, to get better for celebration. There it is. That's the thing. And, and here's the thing. Tell I, I better test negative on Saturday. That's, oh, yeah. anyway, that's a whole thing I'm not worried about or thinking about. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, well, we're looking forward to today's show. For tonight, we are celebrating 20 years of Attack of the Clones, which comes came out on this date in 2002. And we've got less than two weeks until Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. We'll chat about that and welcome some of our friends along for the fun. Um, but before we let people in, um, I will, of course, continue with our uh, week of Star Wars. And in my week of Star Wars today, I did thinking, and I did some thinking. And I realized something, my friend. Rise of Skywalker is a sequel to Revenge of the Sith. And not because they came out afterwards. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I've been thinking a lot about Rise of Skywalker, as I do. That movie kind of just interests me in terms of what it wants to be. Not necessarily what it is, what it wants to be, but I think it... Because I, I like looking at a film, I'm like, this is what I'm trying to do, even though it's... And I want to appreciate it on that level. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, there's a lot of themes from Revenge of the Sith about, like, life and death, immortality. You know, obviously, we got the Palpatine line of the dark side of the force, the pathway to many mm-hmm. abilities, some considered to be unnatural and you know he pops up in an unnatural clone body um but also we get the healing powers the fourth healing powers like ray giving a little bit of her um you know life essence uh you know kind of healing that worm that snake creature we also have you know and you know a lot of revenge of the sith we're talking about anakin trying to um uh, you know protect padme from Mm -hmm. dying you know that was his big goal in life and in the end we got ben solo he did something. Sorry, if you hear noise in the back. He had Ben Solo doing the mm-hmm. thing Anakin could never do, which was, um, you know, he sacrificed himself. He gave all Ray all of his Force energy because he knew that, you know, the galaxy the better place with Ray in it than without it. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you know, I think he did what Anakin couldn't. He saved the one he cared about from dying. Um, but it's true. Plague, it's Plague's tale, pretty much, <laughs> but in, like in the most light side way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, um, and I and I, you know, I think, I think all of the of the sequel movies, in a sense, are more sequels to the prequels than give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And this kind of got me to thinking, like maybe it's better to watch the prequels before you jump into the sequels. I do think scenes from the prequels come back in, like. It's easy to say they ignore the prequels because you want the tangible things. You want the boo. You want the end one Starfighter. Yeah. Uh, but I like looking at the, the themes and the ideas. And I do think a lot of those themes from the prequels kind of are coming back into... Mm-hmm. Last Jedi in particular, I think, handled that really well. But Rise of Skywalker, I think, actually does a lot of that. Maybe not well, but it's trying to. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that. So that's why I think Rise of Skywalker is in more ways the antithesis, the revenge of the Sith, than it is just... 
Return of the Jedi Part Two, mm-hmm. um, at least on paper, maybe. So that's why how I look, like to look at it and maybe give it a little more credit. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely goes into <laughs> themes that Revenge of the Sith picks up. It, uh, I mean, the the whole storyline. If uh, you know, if Revenge of the Sith ends with the great triumph of of Darth Sidious, mm-hmm. then I mean, Return of the Jedi does to some extent, but it, so does I mean to to a large extent for sure. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker ends with the ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate defeat of uh, of Uncle Sheev. Hopefully, you better come on. Um, no more returns. Yeah, there you go. And and you know, just as I uh, you know when I mentioned um, when I you know Good Friday to Easter watching, uh, I guess well, good watching Good Friday Easter watching Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I probably should have gone on to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Palpatine, yeah, the Palpatine trilogy. It definitely, um, it definitely brings, you know what it is. It's yeah. It, it, I don't know about the you mentioned again the Russian nesting doll order, mm-hmm. um, that argument to me. Yeah, it definitely, you know, ties the three of them together in in, in that way. So, good yeah. spot, good uh, good thought there. Fair enough. That was um, my week of Star Wars. That is your week of Star Wars, the your the musings of, of one Joel Davis. My musings aren't really musings. I've been getting into other things, but I have read uh, about a quarter of the way through Brotherhood with Mike Chen, and <coughs> sorry about that, guys. Yeah, under the weather a little bit. Um, yeah, like I'm like like a yeah like we all said, you know, it definitely ties into Attack of the Clones. It, it is written Ooh. as part of this great celebration, 20th anniversary celebration of Attack of the Clones. Uh, connecting with Queen's Hope, a little bit of overlap there. As we know, Mike Chen and E.K. Johnston were in cahoots writing this novel. I do wonder, you know, given the references to Satine with Dex, all that, if there is something to be said for uh, some connection with Padawan. But here's the the thought I had. And, uh, you know, we get a lot, a little, or we get more than we usually do about Anakin reflecting on his new hand his new uh, prosthetic cyborg hand and learning to adapt to it, learning to uh, call on the force and how there's a bit of a lag he experiences both actual tactilely and with the force. We know uh, Padme is completely adjusted to it, but what I can't help but see and and think when I read those passages is, uh, you know, what happens three years from now and, um, what we see, you know, especially the latest thing we've saw seen is that Kenobi trailer, uh, where we get not just his hand being reattached, but his his whole arms and his legs, and uh, probably you know part of it the, his lungs, pretty much. Um, the, you know, it feels like this is hinting at looking ahead to uh, Anakin adjusting to Darth Vader and being Darth Vader. I kind of half feel like you know how. Uh, in the lead up to the sequel trilogy films, the novels had Road to Force Awakens, Road to Last Jedi, etc. This feels, at least in those moments, like a road to Kenobi. Uh, both because, yeah, especially because of the, this thing with the prosthetic arm. Also, we get more in an, in at least a novel, in a canon novel, between Anakin and Obi Wan than we have. I mean, the, Anakin has just been knighted. We all, we don't actually see the knighthood. We'll. we'll get to that when we actually end up reviewing the book but uh yeah we get that camaraderie and uh the yeah the the this 
weird sort of not necessarily dark side thing because you know of course a, a prosthetic and a pendant isn't dark side it, it is ah. light it is helping him function in the real world but uh we connect any kind of prosthetic and, and i think george lucas with having i mean we know with, with having luke's limb getting cut off in empire strikes back we see explicitly in return of the jedi he looks at it uh we're getting that tie with with anakin and his hand uh and, and this connection to his future life as darth vader so that was uh my thought <laughs> um this week in Star Wars, and Joel, you've you're about halfway through the novel, so without spoiling anything for me, um, you want to comment on on Anakin and his prosthetic in Mike Chen's Brotherhood? Oh, um, I mean, I didn't, didn't really pick up anything on the prosthetic per se, but I just I kind of like just looking at um, I like what they're doing with just making everything so quick. Um, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, the war's happened, and now everything's kind of like changing yeah. so quickly. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like we're doing clones. And mm -hmm. Like, oh, we got to pump out some Jedi Knights because they're generals yeah. now. Um, yeah, got to make them Padawan, make Padawans Knights. Got to make uh, Knights Generals, yeah. It goes, it goes, go. Um, <laughs> I wonder Anakin was so quick to, you know, think like he wasn't ready, probably, yeah. probably. Everything, everyone got speed bed run. Um, there we go. Uh, speed run. Mm -hmm. um, but um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've been really enjoying it. It's interesting seeing the first first weeks of the t after Attack of the sure. Clones, like which mm -hmm. is a uh, an era in canon at least that has not been as explored, mm -hmm. um, at least not as fleshed out as um, you know Legends, where they had several games actually that took mm -hmm. like day two after Attack of the Clones. Um, yes. So. Um, that's nice, and you know, Clone Wars is always a little ambiguous on uh, when it starts. Um, so this is kind of more of a definitive. Here's day two. Um, <laughs> get, get ready, people. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I like seeing Anakin and Obi Wan do their thing. Uh, I like some of the world building that they've given us so far. Um, and overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I can't wait to finish it off and see where, where it all goes. So yeah, this is a good one. This is one for the. One for the books. Yeah, one for the books. Well, well done, well done. So before speaking of books, uh, before we receive you, I have some some guests lining up. That's that's great to see. Before we do that, two very quick news items that came out in the last uh, last week or so. Of course, last week uh, I was joined by Mr. Dominic Jones, Mr. Chris Abbott for my Phase One High Republic Council. So we couldn't really that went two and a half hours, so we couldn't get into any news there. Um, but first of all, you know. We had a, another Brotherhood excerpt, and uh, or sorry, Shadow of the Sith excerpt. We did have another Brotherhood excerpt, but then the book came out. So <laughs> next, next, Shadow of the Sith excerpt, um, and, and that excerpt itself didn't quite give me any anything new necessarily, but it it featured a certain Pantoran acolyte of the Beyond, and there's a little note there. If you've been, in, this is in the the intro blurb to this Gizmodo io9 article. Uh, that had the excerpt. Uh, if you've been reading the canon Star Wars novels, the true identity of this masked figure uh -huh, uh -huh, mm -hmm. will be familiar to you, uh, will a familiar face to you, even though we don't see her face there. Um, Joel, you, you pointed this out to me. Uh, a lot of people pointed this out. This is almost certainly, isn't confirmed, almost certainly Kiza from the interludes to the Aftermath trilogy. By uh, I love how the Aftermath trilogy continues to spread its wings all over the place. Uh, yeah. with all at least with the interludes, the interludes seem to be like 
They've, they've taken a lot from the interludes. I mean, from Cobb Vance to maybe Kiva. Mm-hmm. Even Kiva. Um, a little bit Patissa, a little bit. I mean, it's kind of related to Cobb Vance. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that was kind of the idea with the interludes a little bit is here are some story ideas for characters run with it. Here's potentially Kiva. Uh, of course, we got a whole, we're going to get a whole uh, Disney Plus series set. I don't know. We don't quite know when, but uh, called the Acolyte. So exciting to see the Acolytes come into this. Joel, do you have any further thoughts on that before we move on? I quite like this uh, interlude. It gave me very The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings yeah. vibe with like the shadow. And I think it was interesting they were trying to hide who the shadow was. I think we kind of all know who it is at this point. Yeah. I mean, maybe they wanted to give some mystery. I mean, I don't know why they would, but mm, whatever. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. from her perspective, like, I don't know how Palpatine advertises himself right. um, these days. So, um, yeah. good. Oh, we got so many people. Yeah, get my um, there we go. So, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I love this. Um, this um, mm-hmm. this is this, this interlude. This this just uh, the excerpt. Excerpt. Thank you. Yeah, the interludes. Yeah, the interludes and the aftermath trilogy are great too. Um, and I think I'm excited for this book. Just a little thing. So the Knights of Ren call the dark side the shadow. We know that Knights of Ren, semi force sensitive, lots of masks, uh, acolytes of the beyond, not really force sensitive in- inherently but they stick those masks on and they give themselves to the dark side. Okay. One more little news story, a much happier or positive. Let's go back to the galactic star cruiser uh, with a very EU inspired novel cover um, for, I'll show you this, the princess and the scoundrel by Beth Revis. And look at that. This has taken us all the way back to the nineties. courtship of Princess Leia, but this is a novel that's coming out in 2022. And uh, yeah. Um, you know, again, this beautiful, romantic, uh, lyrical aesthetic uh, that we're getting with this novel cover. Joel, what do you what do you think about that? Oh, I love it. You know, it's very 90s inspired. Um, I hope Beth Revis is a courtship of Princess Leia fan. Um, yes. Because, you know, that's a that's a classic book mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So uh, I hope sure she's taking notes, um, taking mm-hmm. notes. Um, so, um, you know, I'm excited for this. I'm curious to see where it goes. And I love Beth Rebus's work because I loved mm-hmm. her first book. Um, the, the Jin or so one that was really right. good. So yeah, I'm curious. Rising, to see. Yeah. By the way, I, look at that crystal palace thing. Oh, yeah. I remember, I want to say in an early draft of empire, there was a crystal palace, but I might just mm-hmm. be looking at old fan art. I mean, not fan mm-hmm. art, uh, concept art. Um, so not to I love be confused it. with the uh, the soccer team in England that is the stand-in for <laughs> AFC Richmond in Ted Lasso. <laughs> That's uh, other thing. Okay, we got some guests waiting for us here. Um, who do we want to pop that up there? Up there, very quickly, Joel. Uh, okay. Two questions for you. Yep. Where were you twenty years ago tonight? And uh, what were you up to around this weekend? Maybe, maybe I don't know if you were old enough. And where will you be 10 days from now? <laughs> I know where I'll be 10 days from now. 20 years ago, I don't know, probably at home. Um, I, will, I actually didn't get more into Star Wars until after Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so, fair enough. Well, I, I remember watching Attack of Clones on DVD, though, waiting nice. for it in bed. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, but 10 days from now, I will be at Star Wars Celebration. Darn right, so darn right. If I'm famous enough, you can get an autograph. <laughs> Only a hundred dollars. No. Yeah. 
I mean, 10 days from now, the IHOP party, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm that. I'm excited to meet everyone who goes to the IHOP party, so mm -hmm. yay! There we go. Okay, we've got some guests who have been waiting for us patiently to get going, get this ball rolling. Uh, so the way we're kind of going to do this is maybe I'll, I'll bring, you know, depending on how many guests we have in the queue here, uh, you know, bring on, bring them on maybe one or two at a time. We'll see. Uh, first off, I'm going to bring on uh, a longtime commentator. First time, uh, I'm, I'm meeting him in person. Uh, Doc Holocron. How's Hello. it going? Doc. I am doing very well. Despite the right movie. Yes. <laughs> You're expecting a movie. <laughs> there we go. Yes. There we go. So, uh, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the party. Uh, got two questions for you. Not really. There are the, the different questions. Um, from what Astral. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones at 20. Um, you know, love it or hate it. What's your, what's your story with Attack of the Clones? And how are you feeling about it on its 20th anniversary? Well, uh, I don't like Attack of the Clones. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Attack of the Clones, honestly, like I just did a, like, a uh, shameless plug for my channel here. I just did a whole uh, video with Joel uh, uh, ranking yeah. where we ranked our favorite Star Wars movies, all 11 of them currently. We didn't count the Clone Wars movie because I don't really see it as a movie, but mm -hmm. we ranked all 11 Star Wars movies from our personal least favorite to our favorite. And I think Attack of the Clones was like my number nine or eight on that list, uh, mm. which is to say, like, it is on the lower end, because I think it has a lot of issues as a movie, but, you know, like, I just don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. Like, I just, I just don't. Like, I think it, I think it is a step up from, uh, from Phantom Menace in terms of a movie. Um, mm. I don't think it's as good as Revenge of the Sith, but Revenge of the Sith is just so high up there for me, you know? <laughs> but, mm. no, Attack of the Clones has a lot of good things about it, you know? I think, um, you know, the dialogue has issues, of course. Uh, some of the effects don't hold up as well as they could. Uh, the pair scene, particularly. Uh, but, you know, it, it's. I think most of it still looks really good. If you put, like, just the whole Battle of Geonosis thing, you could put that in a modern Star Wars movie. I wouldn't bat an eye. Mm -hmm. It still looks incredible. Um, I think the Obi-Wan side of the story, I think that's, like, the best side of the story. I love everything with him investigating Kamino. I still love that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Um, while uh, Hayden was very much still trying to find himself in that movie, I think a lot of the actors were just trying to find themselves still. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think I don't think the like the Anakin Padme stuff. While it, it definitely has issues, I don't think it's as like you know cringy as people right. say it is. I I think my biggest issue with that is just just, just drags a little while, quite in places for me. But mm -hmm. I think I think the character stuff is generally interesting for the most part. I think the world building is really good. Like all like Camino, you know, all that stuff is just so interesting. Uh, the introduction of Django, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the, seeing the Jedi in action really together for the first time, seeing mm -hmm. Yoda in action, seeing Mace Windu's purple lightsaber, uh, all that stuff. Um, it, it's like, it's, I think it's a decent movie and I mm -hmm. think it's, just in terms of the overall lore, I think it's probably like one of the most important Star Wars movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. Um, oh, for sure. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, um, well, uh, Doc, one thing that you and I on Canon share is your love of the Star Wars comics and books. So uh, just want to give us a little what your thoughts on the overall comic situation of Star Wars is. Plug some of that good stuff. Honestly, I think this is probably these are some of the best Star Wars comics we've gotten in a long time. Because like, mm -hmm. you know, I I think uh, the whole like 
what I'm calling the Gillen era, which was like 2015 to like 2019. That whole era, that whole era of Star Wars comics, I think it had its ups and downs. I think it had a lot of great moments, but there are also certain arcs and stories that I think they could have done a lot more with. But mm-hmm. this whole era so far, starting from 2020, has just been knocking out of the park consistently. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Charles Soule's uh, Star Wars comic, like everything Charles Soule write for Star Wars is gold. So, you know, um, I think uh, he's been doing great with that. Uh, the whole Crimson Rain Trail, Crimson yeah. Dawn trilogy he's got going right now has been so interesting and so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, really breath of fresh air. Uh, the Vader comic, this might end up being my favorite Vader comic run so really? far. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so Greg Pak has been like <laughs> Greg Pak has been doing so many interesting new yes. things with Vader that I've never even considered before, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Afra's still fun. Uh, the new Bounty Hunters comic they've got going has been a lot of fun. Uh, just it's just been really fun and doing new interesting things and taking important characters like like the Knights of Ren and like Ochi and like Kira, like all these characters we've just had like lying in the background like, oh, it's actually tell stories with these people, you know? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, uh, again, I, I mentioned on this podcast before, Charles Soule being the guy that I think holding things together, keeping the excesses in check maybe <laughs> a little bit, which I mean, you don't want too many excesses with something like Afra. For example, I mean, or you, sorry, are you saying you don't want to keep those in check? You want the excesses. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, Greg Pak, both what he's done with Attack of the Clones and with Revenge of the Sith or uh, Rise of Skywalker acronyms, come on, <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, uh, you know, and Exegol and everything. So, I mean, between, like I've said a few weeks ago, between him and, and E.K. Johnston getting uh, Sabe to, to really be this, this incredible cool heartfelt character uh that's an achievement in itself um i want to i want to cycle back to your, your point about uh you know the the anakin padme in, in attack of the clones because yeah i mean we've talked about this a, a number of times it has it aged well did it ever <laughs> did it age well out of the gate is again ek johnston especially doing a great job of giving it the treatment that the clone wars gave the rest of the prequel trilogy that treatment um you know again i I think about what you know what we're talking about with the queen's hope review of or or yeah it was the queen's hope review about how padme we finally get this answer why padme goes for anakin it's because she's she's just giver she just goes for it so yeah um yeah thanks for thanks for thoughts on attack of the clones before we let you go uh are you going to celebration and if not uh are you gonna well if you are what are you looking forward to seeing most and if not if you're only able to see the live stream with the couch con what are you looking forward to there i'm not going personally uh but uh, i'm definitely excited to watch the live streams for all the panels i'm sure we're gonna get a lot of new stuff uh Mm -hmm. probably a trailer or two uh really excited for that um i'm just excited to see like all the cosplays honestly like i'm excited to see like all the different characters that get dressed up as i'm i'm really holding out that someone's gonna dress up as comic ochi i want to see that cosplay oh yeah by someone there we go. <laughs> well, Scott, if, if you ever get a chance to go to celebration maybe that should be your your goal in life you maybe. can be comic there ochi maybe do your ochi voice to everyone <laughs> i might so, just, I just have was. to do that <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the first time i'm gonna see high republic cosplay Nice. That's exciting. That's exciting. Okay, so I'm gonna, uh, Doctor Doctor I'm gonna keep you on here uh, while I bring James in. And James, feel free to, um, if you're able to unmute yourself there. Yeah, absolutely. How y'all doing? Yes. Uh, the idea here is 
we'll, we'll, we'll chat and, and Doc, if you want to chime in to whatever James or any of us say, uh, right. we'll do this kind of uh, turnstile kind of kind of deal here. So, uh, yeah. so James, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the pod. Um, first question: 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Uh, how are you feeling about the, the, this? I I think underrated film. <laughs> how are you feeling about uh, about this film? 20 years down the road. You know, I think as I got older, because I was born in 92, so I was seven when The Phantom Menace came out. That would have made me... Ten. Oh, God, math. Nine when Attack of the Clones came out. So for me, watching it over the years, it's completely changed as a movie. I think less about like the Battle of Geonosis and uh, <clears throat> the investigation on Camino, and more about, uh, especially the stuff we see in the Senate in that movie, yes. is what really interests me, is the world building that he does across those three movies. Mm -hmm. uh, we really see, with the Emergency Powers Act, Palpatine starting to consolidate power. Mm -hmm. I think from the political aspect, it's really interesting. Uh, I will agree with Doc, I don't think the pair scene aged well at all. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, <laughs> it's uh it's funny that he brought up the whole obi-wan scene because there is some questionable cgi in there between obi-wan and Django in that fight sure sure on, on camino or yeah yeah they uh at one point when uh Django grabs his leg with the uh little sling on his arm they actually cgi'd that yeah, so like, and I don't know if it was the whole thing or just parts of it, but it looks really rough now. <laughs> and uh, not to plug my article, but I actually wrote an argument as to why we should see a special edition of the prequels now that we're getting close to 20 years on Revenge of the Sith as well. I think retouching the CGI and maybe editing the pace and reshooting some of the scenes of that movie in particular would really bring it up a notch. That's interesting, yeah. I mean... I don't think George Lucas would ever go for it, but that's a great idea. That's an interesting idea. Also, I'm all the clones are CG, so he could just CG like Rex in the background if you want. That's true. Well, that he is, would. Yeah. He does. <laughs> oh, ADR. ADR. Yeah. There we go. Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if you want to plug your stuff, feel free. I, I I would be remiss if I were in your shoes so, to not. So feel free. Especially, is it is this on culturesleet.com or is it elsewhere? It is on Culturesleet, okay, yeah. yeah. Even, uh, even more so here in the fandom fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, do you want do you want to tell us some more about that article or? Um. Well, I think that the biggest things are, like you said, episode one was uh, in your mind not as good as episode two. Which episode? Uh, the Phantom Menace is a close second for me. Actually, mm. I really well, love the only it one here. who thinks the opposite. I'm the <laughs> I, I like it better, but it's it's hard, it's hard it's tight anyway sorry go ahead Jim. oh no you're fine i think that uh one of the things that they could really do with that film is maybe uh the battle of naboo like oh, you guys oh. remember what that looked like right yeah uh but, just like no on the grass, grass plains. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that could really use some reworking but in episode two especially you could look at um Excuse me. You could look at cutting back and uh, re-editing a lot of the lake scenes, right. so maybe they're more impactful or make a little more sense because a lot of that dialogue's really stilted and weird. Right. But it does give off that vibe. Like Anakin's what in that movie? Fourteen, fifteen? He's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So he's like a nineteen-year-old monastic virgin. So I understand why George Lucas wrote him the way he did there. Like he's never talked to girls that he finds attractive. This is the first time. But uh, 
I think that and editing the CGI would definitely Mm -hmm. help things a lot. I think that's my main complaint, especially the pear scene. It's so bad how the pear (laughs) just jumps right onto her fork. It gets me every time. The force. It's before he's lost his prosthetic, right? (laughs) Yeah. There you go. I don't know if it's the same hand. I can't remember. Um, uh, Similar question that Joel asked before. uh, Are you are you into any of the paper cannon uh, novel Um, comics? I actually, I just read the Ahsoka novel for the first nice. time and loved it. Uh, Joel's given me a whole reading list to catch me back up because <laughs> uh, I stopped reading around like 2009. Right. So the most I made it was like the Thrawn books that were out by then and Matthew mm-hmm. Stover's novelization of episode three. Mm-hmm. But I am excited to read. Uh, oh, what is the new Amidala book that just came out? You guys Queen's were Queen's talking Hope. about it. Queen's Hope. Yeah. I am really looking forward to that. And then the comics, mm-hmm. I've read a few of, and I do really like where they're taking Ochi of Bestoon. <laughs> I'm so glad that they're doing something with him, other than just mentioning him in, on screen in Nine. Mm-hmm. And he's making him hilarious. Yeah, he's yeah. like the equivalent to Deadpool in Star Wars, more or less, you know? with his humor. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, gonna see that. Gonna, look at that. Star what was screen. I watching? Oh, I was watching Multiverse of Madness. That's, that's Deadpool-esque. And so, no, that's... Um, Anyway, that's Marvel. I, we love Marvel, but you know, anyway. Deadpool Marvel. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, I know. I'm just brain fart, brain tangent. Anyway, um, fair enough. Uh, so, James, I guess last question Are you going to be able to make it celebration? If so, what are you looking for? If not, what are you looking forward to with the live stream and the social media? I'm not going to be able to. I'm a stay at home dad right now, so I got to stay enough. home with my oh. daughter. But believe me, if I was able to, I'd be there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the most. One of the things I'm looking forward to most is seeing some of these panels, you know, oh, like yeah. the Tales of the Jedi panel, especially because we know nothing mm-hmm. other than it's an anthology series. <laughs> I think the Mando Plus panel with John and Dave is going to be really interesting to mm-hmm. give us maybe some sneak peeks of season three. Always love to watch the cosplay competitions because mm-hmm. everyone always does so much work there. Are we getting Attack of the Clones anniversary panel? Yes. Yeah, there is. Yes. Uh, I think Absolutely. it's on day two. Nice. I will be there. And Ewan's going to be at Celebration this year, right? So who is? Is Ewan McGregor going to be there? Yes. Yes, he is. Nice. Uh, yeah. No news about Natalie Portman, though. And then they so, gave... Uh, uh, Mc... Hannah, we need you to, to manifest this when you, when you come on. It'd be cool if they had both uh, Tamora Morrison and Daniel Logan on that panel together. Yes. Django yeah. and Boba. That, that, yeah. That, seems that would be really interesting. Likely. Or Boba and Boba, I guess now. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Boba. Well, Boba, Rex, Boba, Cody, Django, Cody, Django. I mean, get the. Oh, why well, am I blanking on the the, the voice actor in the animated? D. D. Bradley, Bradley Baker. Okay. How do I, how do I miss that? How do I forget that? Get him on there too somehow. Anyway, um, so Doc Holocron, before we let you go, if there's anything you wanted to chime in about what James said, would any of us or plug? We want to plug anything, and definitely mm-hmm. plug plug your plug your your contributions, etc. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Just type in Doctor Holocron, and you will find me. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to uh, celebration and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and I can't wait to see what they do with that. So yeah, I'm gonna be looking forward to that, and um, mm-hmm. also uh, also getting uh, ready for uh, some more new books and comics uh, coming mm-hmm. out uh, later this year, uh, especially uh, Princess and the Scoundrel mm-hmm. and uh, a couple others. Um, I'm also which, very much... Uh, yep, that's one. Which one are you looking forward to uh, the most with like what book coming out or, or comic? 
or comic, mm -hmm. uh, well, including comics. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the final issue of Crimson Rain, I believe, comes out next month. So right. can't wait yeah, to yeah. see how can't wait to see how that series wraps up. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, uh, we also have a, a Black Crescenton one shot comic uh, yes. coming later. So that's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, lots to look forward to. This is the Black Kate. Uh, why do I want to say something in Han Solo and Chewie by um, Mar Mark Guggenheim? I feel like I don't think going to show up in there. I, I I don't think that's been revealed yet, but it could happen. Okay. I, yeah, I saw something on the social media. Maybe my brain's mixing <laughs> things up again. So, fair enough. All right. Well, Doc Holocron, thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, See no problem. Around. Thank you. All right. And then uh, we are going to add in Omar. Omar. Hello. Uh, can you the hear me negotiator. okay? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you great. Okay. Welcome to Love the stream. your Vader stand. Oh thing. yeah! Oh, my little Vader stand. Yes, uh, <laughs> it just hangs out in this room. Uh, this right is actually right. my computer room. It's sorry for the mess and everything. I'm not used to being on camera. This is actually the first time I've yeah. ever been on camera before. We're so great. So yeah, we are I'm really nervous. <laughs> make your acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. Thanks. Well, thanks for coming on. Then I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll make I'll mix it up. I'll, I'll reverse the questions now, just just to change things up. Okay. Uh, are you gonna be able to come to the celebration in ten days from now? And if so, what are you looking forward to? If not, uh, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, uh, I will be going to celebration. I'm super excited for it. Um, the first celebration I went to was actually uh, the last one in 2019, uh, and I had a blast. It was such a fun time. I got to meet a lot of people online. And I'm looking forward to doing the same thing for this uh, for this celebration. So, yeah, what I'm looking forward to at the moment, man, there's so much stuff that has the potential of, you know, being announced and stuff. But right now, just for what we know for sure, uh, Tales of the Jedi um, for sure is mm -hmm. something that I'm super curious about because I'm a huge Star Wars animation guy. Um, I loved Rebels. I love the Clone Wars. The Bad Batch, I think, is just really great right now. Uh, just some really great writing. Um, so I'm curious to see what uh, Tales of the Jedi ends up being for sure. I know we we I know we know like a little bit about it, yeah. but really it's 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 the thing that could surprise people the most. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and outside of Tales of the Jedi, I. I uh, the Ahsoka series. I'm curious to see uh, how much of a presence the Ahsoka series will uh, be at Celebration. I'm, I'm sure. I want to know. Uh, I'm curious if we're going to get a trailer. I'm curious if we're going to get any kind of information about it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, outside of that, that's the only thing that I think that's not animation that mm -hmm. is really piquing my interest to see if there's any well, kind of I could tell you what I want Tales of the Jedi to be about oh, when we based off this comic. That's I have one. that exact one, along with Volume 2. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 it's a great omnibus. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, maybe yeah. about this guy. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, that's Nagasadao. That oh, yeah, Nagasadao. So, I made it my a project, just mm -hmm. to, to, when going to cons and whatnot, to actually just collect tales of single issues of tales of the jedi and awesome. when i was i was at fan expo canada one year and was so happy when i was able to finish it off i haven't, actually haven't read it yet 
Um, but oh, I haven't finished reading it, so mm-hmm. I need to. Yeah, lots of lots of great stuff to look forward to there. Um, you know, uh, again, Tales of the Jedi, whatever it's going to be, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it's going to be. I, yeah, I'm so curious exactly. to know. Uh, even if it's going to be the way I look at it, is it could either be something, something like Star Wars Visions, you know, yeah. where uh, just unrelated stories or mm-hmm. uh i'm curious like how many episodes are going to be if it's going to be a full-on like 20 episode season something like mm-hmm. that uh i don't know just so many unknowns to go in i'm really excited to see about that yeah. i know that's probably my most anticipated thing myself honestly at this yeah point. Uh, um so go ahead james if you wanted to chime uh, in there no just 100 percent agreeing that's the one i'm most excited for yeah hopefully uh if for celebration attendees, hopefully you can get in. I should actually say, brief, real world announcement. Uh, panel selection. If you're going to celebration, panel selection is live. Um, if you have a a pass that you've paid for, there's some confusion, weirdness about if you have a press pass. Apparently, you can't actually do panel selection. But uh, if you pay, if you actually have a regular ticket, uh, go to the celebration website, click on the the blue button. And input your email, and you're able to uh, enter the lottery, I should say, is what it is. So hopefully that's for the first panels of the day. Um, the the rest of the panels, yeah, about, about season two. Hopefully we, we get a trailer. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that seems likely, too. Maybe even an episode. Maybe. Or maybe love a vision season two, because there's a panel look back, and you don't do look back unless you plan to move forward, maybe. You never know. You that never would be know. really cool. I actually remember in 2019, I went to the Resistance panel, and they showed the first episode of uh, season two of nice. Star Wars Resistance. So I, I hope something like that happens again. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe question we've, we've been bringing up, any paper canon novels, comics you've been into recently? So surprisingly enough, after the last celebration, I what did I buy? I bought Master and Apprentice, which mm. they were giving out there yes. uh, in 2019. It is the best novel. But... It is <laughs> wonderful. It is a wonderful novel. So it's mm-hmm. a shame to see why after that novel, I just stopped reading Star Wars. And I don't know why. Um, maybe just the explosion of like the High Republic and just the amount of things to kind of keep track of stuff. Um, I really want to get into the High Republic, you know, but... I just know it's such a, it's kind of a tall endeavor right now, um, just for me personally. Um, but regardless of all that, uh, I did pick up uh, Brotherhood on mm-hmm. on Audible. You can't really see here, but it, it, I have it on Audible. I'm listening to it slowly because uh, mm-hmm. I really want to take in the story. I'm still a few chapters in, mm-hmm. um, it, it, but it's wonderful. I, I, I really love it so far. No spoilers. So I am only on like... Yeah what chapter seven or so but uh, mm-hmm. it's great it's 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 really great novel uh i'm enjoying it so far it's really nice to be back into reading star wars or listening to star wars again um and yeah yeah i haven't i haven't really picked up too much of the comics i know you guys were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. um it's just another thing another kind of big endeavor for me at the moment but uh whenever there's an interesting novel that piques mm-hmm. my interest i definitely jump on that and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the case with brotherhood as well as um, what is the new novel, uh, Shadow of the Sith, right? Yes. That one. That one I'm going to drop everything oh, to, yeah. to, to read. because So will be. Speaking of Shadow of the Sith, uh, I would be remiss, Omar, if I mm-hmm. did not point out that it's because of you that I came up with my theory of Rise of Skywalker is a sequel to Revenge of the Sith, which I brought up yes. earlier nice. at the beginning of the podcast. So 
Uh, right. I thank you and your Twitter thoughts for that. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I always just throw out those Twitter thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, the Negotiator 95. I, I got to I don't know. I, I think I just followed you. I think I just got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, final question, which is usually the first question, but, uh, you know, May 16th, 2002, I don't know where you were, but uh, since then, Attack of the Clones, um, yeah, I, again, I, I've... What's your journey with Attack of the Clones? Right, right. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I was five, mm-hmm. I think, five or six. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I definitely went to go see, I, I was able to see, uh, movies at a pretty young age. So mm-hmm. I was definitely there at the theater watching Attack of the Clones. Um, I actually made a post not too long ago today regarding Attack of the Clones in that I don't really remember my exact theater going experience, mm-hmm. but I'm super nostalgic for the time between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I think mm-hmm. that's when like I was peak just really invested into star wars um i had you know lego star wars star wars battlefront two video games that really influenced my love of the franchise and also star wars clone wars on uh, cartoon network mm-hmm. i love that animated show. yes exactly and okay. so it's it's during this whole period between episode two and episode three uh for episode two specifically i have this uh magazine star wars adventure magazine issue two it's all about Django Fett and, uh, you know, just regards to there's a lot of really fun stuff about Boba Fett, bounty hunters. Um, I, I love this little this little pose of his. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like this magazine, I actually have a lot of memories just going through this magazine constantly mm-hmm. and learning about like Django, Boba, all the bounty hunters. I think this is probably where I learned about Mandalorians nice. because um actually found a few like drawings of like Mandalorians that I would do as a kid. And I was thinking in my head, like I didn't have internet until a little later in life. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering how did I know about Mandalorians? And it had to have been through this magazine. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, this magazine is a huge part of my childhood mm-hmm. in regards to attack of the clones. It's what I think of a lot when I think of attack of the clones, mm-hmm. uh, just in general, um, attack of the clones is not my favorite. Uh, episode but for sure it it holds a, a dear place in my heart for how nostalgic i am for that mm-hmm. that time period you know oh it was um, a great time period it was yeah. such a good time period the marketing for star wars and just i just so remember yeah. yeah yeah so wonderful time period wonderful mm-hmm. just wonderful memories right on um yeah, that, yeah that's a that's really all especially that the that point of the magazine you know print it's still around. Yeah, magazines. I mean, got, I just got Star Wars Insider. Uh, I mean, th- that's a different kind of magazine, but mm-hmm. still with Padme on the cover there, and, and they're doing uh, Attack of the Clones era short short fiction in there. So yeah. definitely uh, still alive. So it's a great memory. James, nice. we're gonna let you go. You have any last thoughts? Any last thing you want to say? I too am nostalgic for the time period. I still have my uh, Revenge of the Sith little anakin skywalker flip out lightsaber that you nice. used to pay like eight dollars for at walmart hanging up on my wall over my monitor nice. so when you were talking about nostalgia i just looked up and got a little tearful there oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but no, you guys have a great night thanks for having me on um yeah. i don't have anything really to plug unless you want to read my articles on culture slate we yeah. do we do <laughs> and i can uh 
go ahead and leave you with a link to that one for the prequel facelifts, and I will talk to you guys later. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to pop out one James, and you've been waiting patiently. Another James, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, I've been having some technical difficulties. Also, let me apologize for the lighting. This is (laughs) podcasts aren't my um, aren't what I usually do. So, (laughs) all good, all good. Welcome to the stream. Uh, Yeah, there's that the link to that article. If you can, I don't know, copy and paste from your your YouTube or somehow. Right on. Um, So, yeah, James, welcome again. Welcome to the stream. Uh, Welcome. Yeah. uh, First of all, um, I'll go back in the snake order here. Just to mix, okay. you gotta mix things up, right? You know, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep it, you gotta, gotta get jiggy with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, a Will Smith plug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could use it. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, clones at 20. Um, we've done lots of all the preambles. What, what do you love about Attack of the Clones? I mean, you can say what you don't like, but say one thing you love about Attack of the Clones, honestly. <laughs> there's you? a lot that I, that I really did love about Attack of the Clones. I didn't see the prequels until after the originals in fact there was one thing like my dad was so diehard originals that like he didn't watch the prequels with me until just a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and i mean i i think there is some the love for the phantom menace has definitely come a little bit more along the way Mm -hmm. but i (sighs) our first technical difficulty of the night yeah. Oh no! That's all right. That's all right. Um, Please, um, oh wait, there, there we go. go. We're back. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Attack of the Clones. I've always loved just because it feels like a real jumping-off point for the prequels. I feel like a uh, uh, Phantom Menace, though it does a lot of great things in setting it up. It is definitely uh, sort of the prologue to what is to come, and. Mm-hmm. I, I guess one of the things I just really love is like the battles actually being able to see like the Jedi's acting as like investigators and actual protectors, but also you see a lot of the flaws, but my favorite scene in that movie has to be the Obi-Wan and uh, Count Dooku scene where Count Dooku has him, you know, uh, where he has him captured and talking to him about Qui-Gon and how he says, you know, this is, Qui-Gon did not, was not quite the believer in the Jedi as, as you want him to be. And that scene just, it always really stuck with me because I felt like it gave a lot of depth to a character that in the prequels didn't get enough justice. I mean, obviously in Clone Wars, we got a lot more to him, but out of the uh, prequels, I, I, I think that's a really good like in, insight into the mind of Dooku. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean... It has its criticisms, but uh, feel free if you if you feel like you want to air, air the you know the attack of the clones critique. I mean, the critique is definitely the dialogue. Yeah. Um, I I love George Lucas, and I think he does a great job of an awkward Anakin. But he does. <laughs> I I think the biggest flaw of that movie is an awkward kind of everyone else but Obi Wan, <laughs> yeah. and maybe the Emperor. Maybe yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, always got to give props to um, uh, Ian McDermott. I, I would feel terrible if I said his name wrong. Please confirm that that was correct. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Ian McDermott. Yeah. Who, who will be at Celebration? Yeah. Oh, God. I wish I was going. I'm sorry. I just hopped. I just hopped a couple questions. No, no. That's all good. That's a good segue. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Couldn't have done it better myself. Um, 
what are you looking forward to the live streams the social media online coverage honestly i i i have no idea i'm i'm really hoping to hear some more about uh the disney plus series i think that's one of the best things that disney has done uh give them all the flack you want i guess for the sequel trilogy but you cannot knock the fact that they have definitely uh found their footing in the disney plus series i mean boba fett may not have achieved everybody's expectations but i think it it still stands on the ground of the mandalorian i mean if that's the worst that we'll get out of disney plus then i'm i'm okay with that you know <laughs> wait for kenobi and andor i think they're going to be the best ones i think after andor especially going to be the best ones that's, that's my little bet oh yeah but you never know pool. you never know yeah um so yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely get an opportunity to whet our appetites for what they have down the pipeline. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I agree with you. You know, Book of Boba Fett is critiqued probably a little too too harshly. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mind it as much. I don't know. Um, fair enough. Uh, and then our reviews on it. <laughs> there we go. I mean, I, I think some of it is justified. I, I, I think they plugged the Mandalorian a little bit too hard into it. I think it took away from a lot of uh, a mm. lot of plot that we could have had dedicated to Boba Fett. Maybe an episode as opposed to three <laughs> Mandalorian episodes and and Boba Fett would have been you know would have been good. Uh, I feel like it took a, a, away from the title character, but overall, I I enjoyed the series. Yeah, right on, right on. Um, last question, books, novels, comics, anything you're into these days? Um, don't let the shirt fool you. Uh, I have not been, I am not an avid, um, uh, reader of the comics or the novels that has always been my father. He has always been the one that has drilled into me that I'm missing out. And didn't you, didn't, isn't he old enough to like actually be there when the original Thrawn trilogy came out in 90? One? Yeah, he. The, uh, I actually mentioned this in uh, one of our meetings. He, uh, when I told him about the fact that Legends was no longer the official canon, it was like that scene with Buzz Lightyear where it was like all those years at the Academy wasted. He was just so infuriated. I, I think the last Star Wars um, comic that I read, aside from uh, from the uh, Vader run was uh, the High Council, or the, the High Republic, I mean. Uh, and I, I was quite thoroughly enjoying that. I even read some of the, uh, the um, uh, young adult series that they put out for that. And I mean, overall, it, it was very interesting to see. I was very skeptical at first, but it, it does a good job of showing like the Jedi at their peak. And it, it is a lot all at once. <laughs> but it is very easy to absorb and just get lost into. Here it is. It, it, it's, it's a massive hose streaming a jet of water at your face, but if you have a container big enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, or if you get a way of partitioning off, I don't know. Uh, High Republic Adventures, yeah, by Daniel Jose Older. Definitely uh, worth it. Um, Omar, uh, before we let you go, first of all, you did great for, yes. for your first time on. Yeah, that's come great to again. hear. <laughs> um, uh, come on, Everyone, time. Come on uh, Anything you want to respond to? We said before. Uh, anything plug, else? Anything you want to plug? Uh, plug your stuff. Yeah, I mean, follow me at the Negotiator ninety five. Um, nowadays, I'm kind of just a 
a retired YouTuber. I used to make videos on my channel, The Negotiator. If you want to check that out, um, I guess I'll send you a link to it later. Uh, I, I don't have a link to it right now. But um, yeah, The Negotiator. Um, if you bully me hard enough, I'm going to come out with a video <laughs> one day. I have a I have a five-page document on my thoughts on the sequel trilogy that okay. it's just sitting there. I need, to, I need to do something with it. So. Let uh, the bullying commence let now. Let the bullying well, commence. Get it, and <laughs> exactly. just, just tell us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's pretty much it. Check me out at my uh, my Twitter there, the, at the Negotiator 95 Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. All right. I'm going to let you go and bring on Hannah. You, you've been uh, waiting so, so long. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, Hello. Thank you, Hello. Thank you for waiting. Okay, that's okay. Can you can you manifest? Uh, yes, the, the Natalie Portman will be at celebration. She <laughs> will be there. there it, it is it is bound to happen. I bet you. In the past couple of months, they they've celebration probably rang up and asked her, "Hey, hey, Natalie, yeah, it's twenty years iconic film. Can you please come back?" And I think she said no. And I think. In the whirlwind of Ewan and Hayden becoming friends again and Hannah, reconnecting like that. Heart. I know. <laughs> He's going to be ruling Asgard soon, so he, but, he trades But I think, I think Hayden and Ewan would have had a, a, like a one-on-one with her and said, hey, <laughs> the fans would love it. We would so appreciate it if you came to Celebration and like gave her an encouraging word and was like, please come. Please, please come. And I, I definitely, I'm like so certain she's gonna be there, and that's gonna be like a massive reveal and massive surprise. Yeah. Because she would get that reception if she, if she walked out of that Attack of the Clones panel, it would go mental. Like, I on my insane. own, it would be. We'll, we'll go. We'll lose my voice. <laughs> yeah. I've lost my voice yeah. in soccer games. Just... I'm gonna lose my voice there. <laughs> yeah. It'd be insane. But uh, right. yes, we are. I am hoping. Yes. Uh, again, mixing up the questions. You will be at celebration. I know this yes, for a fact. You will be yes. um, again if we yes, got a test negative. Before we fly I, I know. I'm gonna do like fifty-seven different COVID tests at different times, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Matthew. Um, yeah. and then and then take a like the seventy hour flight over there and then well, I'll be I, mean, I'll be I guess I sh- I should ask because I kinda have it again, sorry for the noise. I should ask for my for my two international guests here, like how hard is it to get into the states these days? Like, what are you doing? Are you like you're dressing for Canada and Australia? Yeah. yeah. I wonder which. I would assume actually Australia and Canada. I feel are very similar uh, mm. countries as well. So I I feel like it might mm. be the same for for me at least. It's just yeah, like a, a lot of like documents like proving yeah. that like you you lots of COVID testing like at the airport and you mm. got to like have a couple of documents saying you've done it and all those kinds of things. Is that similar with you, Matthew? It's, it's pretty easy. Uh, there's really only the one hurdle of the antigen test um, and mm. then and a proof of vaccination. Here's the thing though. I wish I'd been smarter. <laughs> um, I could just drive to Buffalo. It's two and a half hours to Buffalo and then fly. And if I, if you're driving over the border now, I, I I'm confident I'll test negative and I'm triple vaccinated, but uh if, you, if you're driving across the border, we got a land border. We got the largest land border in the world. Uh, oh, yeah. Undefended land border. You just customs and go through. Um, yeah. You don't have to test. So, uh, you know. Wow, no, there you go. Remove that one barrier. We but, should, we should uh, walk across there. I, I, you, there. There's a bridge that you can just 
I mean, it, it, there's, there's a river and a bridge. Walk but... to celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah walk some. It's a little hard from going from here, kind of central southern yeah. Ontario. Down. I probably but... do that. Yes. One does not simply <laughs> walk into celebration. <laughs> I know Star Wars podcast. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm a Tolkien. Nice, so you're good. You're good. There we go. That's true. I love <laughs> no, it. Great. great reference, though, James. Great reference. Um, so, Hannah, uh, I, I, yes. I know you've thought about this a bunch, but uh, yeah. what are you, what are, are, are two things, I'm going to make it harder for you. What are yeah, okay, two good. things you're looking forward to the most? Uh, two, two things. One would be, and I think this is a pretty universal response of, of just meeting everyone. And, you know, we've been, celebration hasn't happened for a couple of years. We've been mm -hmm. just in a general overall lockdown, all cooped up for a couple of years now as well. I think it's going to be such a joyous occasion for some, for the people going there. Mm -hmm. um, but even, even the people just watching it online, I think yeah. I, I remember watching the other celebrations online mm -hmm. um, and thinking how, like, like I was just getting emotional watching it in my bedroom going, oh, that's so nice. Everyone's together. And like, it's this yeah. amazing experience. So I, I think, yeah, just to see everyone and meet everyone. And of course being in Australia and like finally after like two years of knowing like all these people, like being like, oh, I'm coming over and like yeah. meeting everyone in real life. Um, the second thing would be, I think I, I just, I'm ready for the announcements Yes, and I think Star Wars is very odd with like what they announce and like their marketing and how they promote things and they announce things at odd times. But I think there's a lot happening at Lucasfilm that they've done so well to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. um you know they we know that they they were able to keep luke skywalker a secret from literally everyone like i really didn't hear that as a major rumor before he showed up in mando season two like they did so well at keeping that a secret mm -hmm. so i think there's going to be some really really cool announcements at this celebration i think uh you know as as a soka show yes i, I really hope to see more on that but I feel mm. like there's gonna like there's like a, a, a movie or something like yeah. that's gonna be really soon. I mean, we need that, an update like, we just for Rogue no Squadron. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe we have like a, a pretty certain like, hey, this is the cast or something really like dramatic. Like, oh, we didn't know that was happening already. Or actually, maybe like like so. I, as much as I want to go to a Star Wars movie again, part of me would not be disappointed if they say actually we're doing Rogue Squadron, the Disney Plus series. You're just saying. Yeah. Still, still yeah, directed the by the uh, director. Yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on the director? Patty Jenkins. Woman director. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins. My, my, my memory isn't where this did. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that's why. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's that's crazy to think about just mm. how much they've revealed already and announced already. Mm. But mm. there's even so much more. Yeah, there's, so there's more fun? back there. There's more mm. back there. And I, I keep having crazy theories. What if we get a, a Disney Plus series on like Gungans and it's just <laughs> like a, a whole, or like Cap, maybe even Captain um, Tarpons, like a, a High Republic series. TV series. Give me a High Republic yeah. TV series. Live well, that, action I mean, animated. Rodeo, right. That, that seems amazing. more plausible than my Captain Tarples theory. <laughs> James, you to like that uh, Gungan series. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? <laughs> oh, a Gungan series? I would absolutely be gung-ho for such a thing. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> pin. Terrible pun, I know. That was glorious. But... That was glorious. I mean, come on. Dave Filoni already <laughs> had um, Jar Jar canonically, you know, 
hop on the bad foot and do the good thing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, and, and Chuck Wendig's aftermath trilogy is right there, you know, he's in a cheerleader. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Fair yeah, but uh, mm -hmm. this, yeah, I, there, there's so much back there we could have. Yeah. There's so so much room for mm -hmm. announcements. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, we 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 have when when you came on the show before, you know, we, we kind of tried to get you into the the novels and comics. Uh, mm. how, how how are you doing on novels? <laughs> how and I'm, doing? I'm I'm doing well. <laughs> do, do, you need, do you need any more support? <laughs> I I know I need a lot of support. I I, I think. <laughs> I'm doing well. I finished. I don't know if I had finished Test of Courage before I came on, but I think I think I was maybe in the middle of it. Right. Finished Ooh, that book. Great book. Really loved it. I think that's a really it's a really easy read for I think people who want to get into the High Republic because mm -hmm. I know. Less for me. Part of the, yeah. yeah. Like, was that your first read? Because I feel no. Like... I have the my first High Republic read, but uh, I like yeah. Test of Courage more. So. And you connect with Dronestra really well, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vern is is great, and I I really enjoyed reading that book, and I think it's actually more so than Light of the Jedi, maybe a, a better book mm -hmm. to understand. Even though it's quite like a you know it's just on these couple of kids and this like one journey, I think it's it kind of says a lot about the the galaxy at that time. Yeah. Um, but I love that, and I'm about about third of the way through Into the Dark. Nice. Um, but I keep reading it as I'm going to bed. So there's like multiple <laughs> occasions I've fallen asleep reading it. And I'm like, it's not because I put it on my Twitter. I'm like, it's not because it's boring. I'm just, it's just very, I get so into it. I just yeah. put myself to sleep. Yeah. Reading. Have you had a chance to read Queen's Hope? I haven't. I haven't. And I was like, I really wanted to because I, I at Celebration, I think me and, me and Matthew, we, we keep talking about how we just want to meet E.K. Johnson so bad. Yeah. And we, we've both been like, you know, adding adding her at um on Twitter, being like, "Hey, you gonna be there?" Like, you know, the, you especially the IHOP party. Um, like, yes, party. <laughs> oh, she, yeah, she's gonna come to the IHOP party. Yes. Um, so I haven't read it yet, but it's mm. that is the next on my on my to do list. Mm -hmm. I think um I kind of have a I'll have a break after High Republic yeah. after I finish Into the Dark and uh, yeah. read those ones. I'm a big Padme fan, obviously. So um, got to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Be before we we get to the the film with Padme in it, uh. Well, can you update us on on your your planned uh, Twitter inspired shenanigans? How how are we doing with the with the likes? There's there's so much happening on. I keep upping these stakes. I keep making these like if I get 500 likes, I keep doing these, and they keep hitting it, and I'm doing all these insane of things. They do. I'm like George I'm Lucas going cosplay, over like... for international travel, and now I've got to pack a, a George Lucas costume because because of a Twitter day I did for myself. So uh, yeah, Sunday Sunday you're gonna have George Lucas roaming the the, the celebration floor. Oh, I'm gonna miss um, that. So well, I'll, photos I'll, will can, be taken. I'll make a Joel, yeah. Photos worry. will be taken. <laughs> Video will be taken. <laughs> oh, definitely but, uh, do a photo shoot as george lucas yeah. if you don't that is just wasted potential uh, give yeah. the people what they want but, like the real question is how to george lucas voice you gotta do stand behind you and <laughs> you've got to you've got to look up the Got to look up the Sam Jackson impression of George Lucas. It, it he describes him as a meek mouse, and he's like, you, you just do a tiny little voice, just like this, you know. Hi, do you want to be part of Star Wars? You got it. You got it. Perfect. Yes, I'm awake. I would do like a Kermit the Frog and. 
<laughs> like, a, like a retired Kermit sound. That's, a, that's the way to put it. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next. I, I keep making ones. Oh. Uh, yeah. the, the, last, the last one was I'll, I'll do a choreographed dance to Seagulls Stop It Now. That's still on its way because I didn't put a time limit on it, so I just said if he gets it, go. I'll do it. I mean, I know, that, I know that song word for word, so that'll be easy. Right. Good. <laughs> I mean, and just just the plug whether or not you're going to be able to get tickets to celebration if you're in the LA area and I'm Orange County area. Uh, I hop 7 p.m. Thursday, uh, 10 days from now, 10 days from uh, well, I guess, so soon. yeah, 10 days from right now. Because it is 7 p.m. Pacific time right now. Joey, can you confirm that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I can do math. There we go. Wow. What was the question again? I'm sorry. My brain. All good. All good. We'll be eating pancakes. Yes. Right now. Um, So, yeah. You're right. We will be eating 7 o'clock. Yeah. So, on that note, Hannah, it is uh, is May 16th, 2022. Uh, 20 years ago was, as I keep saying, Mm. it's, it's so cool. May sixteenth, two thousand two. It's the day. <laughs> it is the day. We we, we all come yes. together and celebrate. You know, make our comments, sure, fair enough. But yeah. celebrate Attack of the Clones. Tell us what is your, your journey with Attack of the Clones and where are you at with it now? Absolutely. I, I Attack of the Clones is is a masterpiece because it it and this I this is genuinely a compliment because it isn't. <laughs> It has become it has become this this such a unique form of a of a layout of a flow of a movie of the dialogue and the and the the scenes and the imagery. It is it was so odd. I like when I first ingested it, I was like, "This is an odd placement." Like we got like the first forty minutes feels like it takes about four hours, and then. The last half goes really quickly, but that's like an hour and a half. Like it's it's oddly paced then, but but it's actually become this really interesting, unique movie. And I really love it for that reason. I think it has a lot of character. It shows and showcases like George's um, kind of trying to extend what they could do in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Um, they went very broad, so many different planets, different, different spe- mm-hmm. species. And, you know, the, the story I love. I love the story, mm-hmm. I think. You know the angsty Anakin, the classic, you know, mm-hmm. emo Anakin. Like is is just classic. He, he's he's again. It's, it has that uniqueness to it, mm-hmm. and I think, and I really, I'm I'm really drawn to it. I, I really mm-hmm. love Attack of the Clones. Again, it's not my not my favorite Star Wars movie, but I I, I happily rewatch it frequently. Mm-hmm. I was actually um, looking up what other movies came out in 2002, and boy, Attack of the Clones. They came out in a good year. We had the first Rainy Spider Man. The Two Towers, Harry Potter Two, yes, uh, Men in Black yeah, Two, yeah, <laughs> your sequel. I mean, but <laughs> pay, pay Attack of the Clones to those movies though. Like Attack of the Clones would have seemed like really off the wall. There was this like sure. we're in Star Wars, but like, we're like forced moving fruit to each other, and that's how you <laughs> tell someone you like them, and that's how you what the hell is happening? It's like long-headed aliens. <laughs> long-headed <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Got giant grasshoppers like trying to take out all the Jedi. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of elements in it, but uh, I think now it holds up really well actually. Yeah. It really holds up. How how are we I mean you haven't read Queen's Hope yet, but uh when you do 
please come back on the pod and tell us. Uh, yes. But how how are we feeling about about Padme in that film? Uh, P- Padme in that film is so so confident and so strongly written, mm-hmm. and I think George wrote that character and and what you know her positioning in the movie and how also how Natalie played her mm-hmm. to set up so much for her story because from that we've gotten such an in-depth like look into her in the Clone Wars and I think that was really easily really easy to fill her story out in Clone Wars and further stories and like in Queen's Hope and for E.K. Johnson to to like you know feel in her backstory mm-hmm. because of the strong character she was in Attack of the Clones True. um yeah, but Padme was such a interesting point, you know, Anakin being so like emotional and temperamental <laughs> and like in like unstable. And then for Padme to be like the really stable one. She's like she's she's the one that knows what's going on. She she's knows what's happening and how it's mm-hmm. you know, can control the situation. But um yeah, I, I really enjoyed her portrayal in that movie. I think it was just mm-hmm. spot on. I couldn't I couldn't change a thing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm gonna highlight this, yeah, this comment by by Doc Holocron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Harry, which Harry Potter is that one? Harry Potter two. Yeah, the, is that the secrets, the Chamber of Secrets one. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, is that the first one. Probably, people love those. I'm not a Harry Potter person. Um, yeah, ten years, <laughs> or twenty years on. Yeah, that's, that's true. Also, that's Lilo true. and Stitch came out that year too, so. Oh. That was another famous I mean, one. But yeah, Why are we talking about Star Wars when there's Lilo and Stitch yeah, just waiting? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lilo and Come Stitch on. are funny. Hashtag. <laughs> We're talking about, 20, uh, you know, Multiverse of Madness just came out, but we just, but Lilo and Stitch was the original. I mean, look at all those Disney Channel shows. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, hey, none of that could Yeah, Attack of the Clones, man. Like, it came out a good year for movies. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So much happened. Right on. Well, before I let both of you guys go, because we don't have anyone else in the queue, uh, James, you have any uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to plug? Um, anything you want to respond to that came up? Uh, I don't really have anything to plug. The one Star Wars article I've done thus far for Culture Slate was not the most proud of it. I'm more of a DC guy myself. Um, I, I guess I will say for Star Wars fans, look into... Um, if you also enjoy DC, or if not, look into The New Gods. It is uh, a very good series, and there are actually theories that George Lucas may have taken inspiration uh, from The New Gods to uh, influence his storytelling in Star Wars, uh, because he was friends with the author, who um, uh, Jack, Jack Kirby. Oh, yeah. And oh, Jack Kirby. <laughs> I, I can't believe the king of comic books name slipped my mind. First Ian McDermott, now Jack Kirby. I mean, Embarrassing. My, my, I've had names what is happening? Mind, I <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess one last thought is um, Hannah mentioned emo Anakin. It's making me wonder if um, he would have listened to MCR. You know, they just came. <laughs> oh, yeah. They just came out with a new oh, yeah. single. It's the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Can't be a coincidence. But. But but thank you guys for having me on. This was yeah. an absolute blast. A little out of my element, but you know th- this was a lot of fun. Yeah, we agree. Awesome. And we want everyone here to come back. Uh, our writers and video people. Absolutely. You know, Omar, if you're out there listening to still, we yeah. want you to come back. Maybe you could talk. Maybe you could do your sequel discussion on our yeah. podcast instead of doing. Yeah, I'm interested with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
That that's a great point. Anyone anyone who's watching from the, the Culture Slate fandom fam, uh, you're welcome on anytime. Um, James, I just want to say while you're here, I just uh, read issue number two of Wonder Woman Historia by Kelly Sudaconic. And I don't know if you know oh, that. It, it's no, no, I haven't. I recently moved okay. and I have not found a comic shop up here yet. Okay. And it has been very distressing. I, I, and I, I, I <laughs> distressing. I literally went to the same comic shop from 12 years old to 21 years old. That man, I call him my Uncle Steve. Mm-hmm. Go to Metropolis Comics in LaSalle, Illinois. There's my plug for the night. <laughs> it's a watering hole. It really is. I mean, the, the, shout out to uh, a Variant Edition in Edmonton, Alberta. They're, you know, they're, they're on my store out there at West. And yeah, like building community coming to uh these watering holes talking fandom so i i, def- I definitely i feel your pain james i'll give you a little out of sorts oh, no. uh, next week when i'm you know, away from my own local shop i'm gonna have to try and find something get, get a pull box for yourself it'll all be waiting for you when you yeah. get there oh yeah oh yeah i got i got a pulls here cyber city comics here in toronto um hannah uh you've been you've been a, an immense support over the last few months, I got to say that Thank you. Uh, yes. Thank we, you. we are also a huge fan of you. Um, any anything you want to? Th- well, thank you for coming on. Also. I love yours. Cook out with a uh, cupcake, by the way. Yes. Oh. oh yes, I made I made Kenobi themed cupcakes on live stream yesterday, which I discovered live that I'm not a good cupcake decorator, which was fun. It was, it was <laughs> a blast. Disagree. I, you get better than I would, probably. <laughs> thank you. So, James, um, <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> so uh but yeah anything Hannah, anything you wanna what do you want to plug uh anything yeah. you want last comments on anything we've talked about yeah well uh yeah b- big plug to to culture state and also star wars culture um mm. where, where the with a sibling podcast and youtube channel to, to ion canon um so g- go check us out over there we're gonna be doing this there's an incredible an incredible headache amount of of content that is going to be coming out of our celebration experience um which is just fan experiences interviews um some some secret little side videos here and there of some interesting secret things happening during that week i'm in america uh so yeah just go go follow me over there i mean my social media is also in my name here as well if you want to follow me on twitter for my random like 2 a.m star wars thoughts of like (laughs) how would penne be a good single mother what if she lived Mm. So I mean, even when I'm there is is middle of the day here. So I uh, just so you know, I, well, sure, I brought sure. up a thing that I, I wanted to hear your your reaction to Hannah, which I thought about this. Oh. Like uh, when you said, "What if Padme lived?" I, I I love what they're doing with Sabe in the comic, but like I think mm. about it, like what if Padme had lived and she and Vader had to team up, like two divorced yeah. co-parents now have to co-parenting with Vader like and- a Sith and like a. A politician. Where would they meet up to do like the kid drop offs to like you know? You get him. You get them for Life Day, and I'll get them next week. You know, Empire Day, and yeah, told about that. Infinity on opposite sides of the war. That's something they got to announce at Celebration. Infinity's prequel trilogy. Come on. Oh, I love it. All right. James, yes. Hannah, James, uh, Doc Holocron, Omar, thank you all for coming. I'm going to uh, boot you guys out while we do our outro here. 
Yes. Uh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, right everyone, on. for joining you, uh, by the way. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Go for it. Oh, no. Um, thank you all. And um, as usual, uh, I'm, I'm trying to stall in case anybody else comes in. I, just in case. Just in case. Last call. Last call. I knew you were busy if you were out there. Um, so, you know, if you want to jump in, that's fine. If not, uh, we, we apologize. I know you're busy with work and soon probably bed. It's probably late for everybody. Um, this, thank you, Doc, for joining. Uh, we hope to have you on again, too, Dr. Connors. For sure. For sure. Um, I mean, Omar, if you're still out there, um, we'd love to have that sequel to it. Starting. I'm curious. To, if you can't do a video, uh, let us know. Uh, do this kind of it. video. It's a different kind of video, but, you know. Yeah, because, you know, the great first time on camera. Everyone, if you're not on this, everyone watching, great first time. Don't, don't, don't worry about not looking professional. Trust me, my first times weren't that professional looking either. And, you know, we're, we're just chatting. <laughs> you no, know, chat. You know, conversations. Um, you know, talk about books and comics. Well, comics like this, you know, these legends. Yep. Uh, lots of fun. But um, that being said, all right. I think that's a good place to wrap this up for this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you like what you heard or have some thoughts to add, then feel free to put them in the comment section below. Also, please do give this video a like and share and subscribe to the channel. That always helps. Um, you can follow us, of course, at Ion Cannon Pod, at Ion Cannon Pod, um, right there, you know, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N Pod. Um, and you can follow me at GID2021, um, where I do my Twitter stuff and tweet stuff. And Matthew, where can they follow you? You can follow me at on Twitter at NAOG485, Instagram MNAOG1138, uh, and again, our Star Wars uh Star Wars Twitter, Instagram at Ion Cannon Pod. Also, want to want to shout out on Spotify on our Spotify feed. You will we will have uh, you know, the Tractor Beam, our my weekly comics reviews coming out Thursday, usually Friday. Um, see how things work out. This past week did uh, Halcyon Legacy number three. Check that out on our Spotify feed as well. Coming up, uh, can't quite remember. I think Doctor Afra is a Doctor Afra comic. And uh, I think Han Solo and Chewbacca number two or three uh, coming out this coming Wednesday. And then the week after that, there's nothing because apparently there's a big party going on Star Wars and, you know, we're otherwise preoccupied. But yeah, check out Tractor Beam and uh, yeah, check us out on, every, yeah. on uh, all our socials. And, you know, next week, um, I don't know if we'll do a pot. Well, I don't think we're having a monthly weekly podcast that Monday. Um... I'll be at Disney. So, for the first time in my life, I'll be Disneyland. So, <laughs> you know. Um, yes, and, uh, but, you know, you might still see us next week in some form or another. You never know. Maybe, yeah. maybe even in, this, uh, in the same box, depending uh, yeah. on how much my computer camera can fit in. So, um, yep. do our best. well, Matthew, let's blow this thing and go home. Right on. Mm -hmm.